1: How much time till we're on? on,
2: Ron! What? We're on the air right
1: now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening, I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
0: This is Sports Day.
3: With Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews for your Wednesday night. That guy who's doing that, mm. the Kia thing, is he holding his nose?
4: I don't know. Why is that?
3: It's just a different voiceover, isn't it? Very nice indeed, though. Uh, welcome to Sports Day. Thanks for your support. Hello to our <laughs> listeners through the uh, Super Radio Network. It has been a massive, massive day in world sport, and we'll get that. I've never seen a – apart from Buddy kicking his the – the goal-kicking record – where they had four security guys at the SCG to keep 50,000 people mm. off the ground. What I saw today in Los Angeles at the basketball was a joke. We'll get to that in just a moment. Only Hello. in America. Oh, yeah. Imagine if Badge was still here. Oh, I'd be going off.
4: Well, it gives him a reason to complain about American sport.
3: Hello to our listeners uh, in Sydney on 1170 and also 2SM in Sydney And LeBron is well.
4: listening to the podcast.
3: He is. Mm. Uh SCNQ, 6.93am in Brisbane. Those doing the drive home at the moment, 16.20am on the Gold Coast. All those listeners through the SCN Track Network and those who have downloaded the SCN app for a couple of reasons. One, so they can listen to Sports Day tomorrow night because on SCN, we will have the cricket.
4: You're excited, aren't you? The
3: first test. I wish I wasn't working so I could, I'd I'd be sitting there all day tomorrow from the first ball to the last ball. In your undies? Yes. Just because, oh, yeah, Nita's working tomorrow. Yes. The kids are at school. Yeah, good. I could greet them when they come off the bus just in a singlet and undies. (laughs) They'd love that. Um, But, yeah, mate, the first test in India kicks off tomorrow. A lot happening around that. Uh, By the way, don't forget you can follow us on TikTok, uh, Sen. And speaking of the cricket, uh, chief cricket writer for the Australian and SEN cricket commentator Peter Lawler will be joining us uh, tonight's live from India to give us the latest, and of course, Sats, there's all this talk today, and welcome to you, by the way. Uh, a lot of talk today around this doctored pitch for the first test.
4: Would you expect anything less? And no, as you would if you're the host nation. Of course, you're going to doctor the pitch to play in the, the hands of, especially your bowlers. And, and we know the Indians have got some amazing spin bowlers, play spin better than most as well. Usually dusty pitches; uh, they look like a the F3, don't they, sometimes, Mm. some of those pitches. So, yeah, as you would, you would. And I I can't believe, actually, we're making a big deal out of it. You wouldn't expect anything less.
3: I think it's not a big deal. I think it's open for discussion. And, And, again, it's no different to coming to Australia, and although the Indians fight this, and they control world cricket, but it's no different to coming to Australia and playing the first test at the Gabba, which suits the Aussies. Now, I don't think the Aussies were beaten at the Gabba in, like, 25 years. But when India come out, mm-hmm. they refuse to play the at first the Gabba. Test, yeah, they they prefer Adelaide, something a little bit more mick and mild. So, yeah, I guess no different. No different playing WA on bouncy fast pitches as well. So, I'm all for it. And and look, to think that the Aussies haven't prepared for this would be ridiculous.
4: I'll be more concerned about getting a dodgy Vindaloo <laughs> than the pitch. Is that a new delivery? Is this <laughs> a new delivery that's coming out? So, uh, what are your thoughts? On
3: the Indians and their pitch preparation. 736 7, 7, or one, 0, 1 11, Is this the best Test series in years? Because it's a, we haven't had much opposition.
4: I mean, last time. Are you beaten. more excited about an Indian tour? Of course, the last time we won was in two thousand and four, which is being played as we speak. A, the repeats on. On Fox Sports,
3: yeah. Aussies are three for one hundred and fifty-three. Uh, Lehman thirty-two not out. Martin thirty-five not out. Did so Adam
4: Gilchrist was the captain of that tour for the first three tests. But in saying that, are you? He more, wasn't the captain of the tour. No, Ricky Ponting was. Yeah, yeah. Are you more excited about an Indian tour or an Ashes?
3: Oh, look, they're both great. It, it's it's. It's
4: fair to say the Ash uh, the Indian tour is far more challenging. Yeah, we 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 perform
3: better in English conditions. Yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, India is is the big challenge. And, look, don't forget India beat us in Australia when Tim Payne was captain yes. a couple of years ago when Marnus was taking toasted sandwiches out to the middle in his pocket and getting in trouble from JL. One
4: of the great wins it was against the odds, wasn't it? Well, And
3: that was their B team too. Mm. That was India's B team against what we had a pretty good – Was that a Gabba? That's where they secured the – Yeah. That's where they secured the series win. so, uh, Sats, I'm so – it's like Christmas Eve. Today it is like Christmas. It's like you in the week leading up to the start of the NRL season. Yep. This is amazing. Are you looking forward to the first test? Is this the greatest test series we'll see in years? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Oh, and by the way, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is our number. What what is? Make a prediction for the series. What do you reckon? I mean, you talk about two thousand and four. How have many thought, test
4: matches are there? Four. Four.
3: If who would have thought though, sats. In 2004, when Ponning got injured on that tour, Mm. Gilly came in. We drew the first test. We won the second and third test. And when Ponning came back for the fourth test, we got beaten. We only needed 116 or something to win in the fourth innings. We got bowled over for 96. Who would have thought that we would have won that series
4: 2-1?
3: Incredible. What's this prediction?
4: Is the Australian team healthy at the moment? No. No. But
3: nor is, nor is the Indian team. is out for the Indians, which is a big loss, and also the little cheeky wicket keeper, Pant. He's out as well. And I can't think of the
4: name of the keeper who's come in. He's going to possibly be keeping... I'll put it this way, we're behind the eight ball. Considering what they did to us on home soil with a a, a heavily affected side injury-wise injury when their tour came to Australia. So, I mean, it's, it wouldn't surprise me if we are... We're not the favourites. Yeah. And, and we don't deserve to be the favourites, to be honest.
3: Craig from Maitland, as always, first in on the text. Matty Renshaw would be desperately unlucky to be admitted, but would be a chance to break up the left-handers. Yeah, I, I, I'd love to see Matty Renshaw uh, get back into the test team. Well, he played in the Sydney test, albeit he had to stand out on the field for three days because he had COVID. First shot was a four. Yep. Sweet. Wasn't allowed in the change rooms mm. for three days. It's like a it was like a cat looking in the window while everyone else is having a nice, lovely evening in front of a fire. But I don't think he'll get the nod. I think Hanscom will get the nod only because he's a right hander and it breaks up that left handed top order of ours. Plus they're both playing well to spin. Hanscom's got a, a ton of runs this year domestically, or last year. I think he'll get picked ahead of Renshaw, which is he's just unlucky that everyone else is a lefty. Who are you looking forward to most seeing in the Australian batting lineup? Who do you think is going to star?
4: Well, I just want to see Smith smash everyone, which he will. Hmm. I, I just, I get so um, You know, we talk about certain sports, and even if you don't follow the the sport religiously, is there a man or woman that makes you watch that game or that sport? For me, it's Steve Smith. I, I just, I just love watching him compete. Yeah, I love watching him bat. I love how unorthodox he is. I. You know, when you listen to uh, various bowlers, especially in, the Australian, uh, in our Australian sides, that play against him and bowl to him, and they say yep. how awkward he is to bowl to, oh, he makes me want to watch cricket. Mm. And there's not too many people in other sports that have the ability to, to, make, to make that happen. But for me, it's Steve Smith.
3: I like, I like watching Smith, but the bloke I love watching at the moment, there's two, but mostly Usman Khawaja. He is just, his life is just turned around. Mm. That's what happens when you become a dad, right? You soften and you you see the world differently. But his cricket is unbelievable. He will be the star for Australia with the bat. He loves a low turning wicket. He was born on them in Pakistan before moving to Sydney. He, lo- he plays spin better than anyone else. And the other bloke, I want to see how he goes on turning wickets. He's been killing it in Australia. Of course, Travis Head. We spoke to him uh, late last year.
4: Good character, actually.
3: Yeah, and he is such an aggressive player. He reminds me, without the gloves, he reminds me of Gilly. You know, just that aggressive nature scoring at a, you know, hundred and fifty.
4: Well, I watch Uzi Kawaja. And again, watching that the test, the second season of the test, and watching Uzi Kawaja, who was outstanding in that series, when he bats, he bats so fluently. When you look at some of the great golfers that got beautiful, VJ Singh has a beautiful slow looping. And it's got so much rhythm, and it's slow, but it's all about timing. Yeah. When you watch Uzi bat, there's no aggression in him. It's just all it's all free flowing. It's it's just beautiful to watch.
3: Just leans on that bat, and then flicks it. He's got great wrist movement. Just flicks it off his bat. What? Anyway, who what are you looking? What? At? He's got great wrist. And you know he's
4: got great wrist. Movement?
3: He's very wristy. Mm.
4: That does that's, that's concerning. Is that what?
3: Sorry. Mm. Um. Oh, four, five, seven, seven, three, six, seven, three, six. Are you looking forward to seeing uh, Maltese Marlman from Marrickville? I'd rather see a Warner 100 than a Smith 100. Warner is super exciting. Smith balls me.
4: I love watching Smith's footwork. I know. It goes against everything that any cricket player is taught.
3: So Peter Lawler will be joining us uh, from the Australian soon, live from India. Simon Orchard, New South Wales Greyhounds, has a couple of tips for us at Wente Park tonight. Of course, that's ridiculous. Is back tonight. What is your That's Ridiculous? 0457 736 736. Have you got something to whet our appetite,
4: Scott? Um, Yeah, I have. If you just want to keep talking, right I'm yeah. going to go to my notes.
3: Well, no, we'll do this because this is back by popular demand. It's time for the First laugh uh, with Jason Matthews.
5: This is, I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's coming right
3: in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours. Jace. <laughs> you know these... I'm telling you, it's it's backed by popular mind. We do the last laugh with sats at the end of the show, and it's been poor to say best.
4: No, well, last night there was overwhelming feedback from our listeners saying, you magnificent bastard, sats, as Steve from Dubbo said.
3: Yeah, but he's, he's bagged you every day you haven't been here.
4: Well, that's fine because I, I'm not bringing gear to the – To the plate, so it's easy to talk about someone when you're not here.
3: I need Jack in the studio because he comes in for your last laugh, and I need to get his natural. I want to get his hard laughter on microphone. All right, boys, you ready? Mm. This is the first laugh tonight on Sports Day. Not everyone, you know, not everyone thinks Cleopatra is beautiful. You can't read it off a phone. But that's how Julius Caesar.
4: With Cleopatra and Julius Caesar actually in the same, the same listen, timelines or what? Listen,
3: it's a thinking man's joke. Okay. All right. It's Mark and
4: Anthony. I'll tell you what I think of it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> What's a thinking man's joke? I'm thinking of poor.
3: But you you're know, not a thinking
5: man. You know what it gets me? What? It makes me think, oh, Jason's probably been How do I Maybe, maybe sitting there. I think he's probably been scrolling on Instagram, and I think he might have seen that and stole it from a colleague. Mm, no, I didn't. Maybe. Are you sure? No, maybe. Are you
3: sure? Yeah, hundred percent. Are you sure that
5: someone that we both know has posted that on Instagram today? Have they
3: retweeted that? It, don't act like that. No, I did. No, like I got, I got, no, I did. I'll tell you where I got it from, jerk. Yeah. I got it from. Oh, she has. It's a. It's a. <laughs> oh, it's a. So... No, no. Do now. you want me to tell the people where it comes from? Go ahead. All right. Before you r- get into a soccer update. Dad's jokes is where it's come from. And you're right, a colleague of ours has shared that, and I didn't realise that. But mm. it's from dad jokes. That's lies, yeah, well
1: Jase.
4: That's he, lies. You want, there it is there. It's Alyssa Smith. She's shared it. Next yeah, Monday, of course, Australian time is Super Bowl. Get out, Jack. You know what is ridiculous, of course, <laughs> are the Super Bowl ads.
3: Oh, yes. Okay,
4: so Thanks, um, we have got an example of one of the ads that's going to be played. Uh, during the Super Bowl, and of course, there—what are they? Ten or twelve million dollars for thirty seconds, thirty huh? seconds, or a, mil, uh, a minute. And this—if you're a big fan of Breaking Bad—yep. This is one of the ads uh, that is—it's advertising a new chip. Yo, these are the bomb.
6: And they're air popped, not fried.
2: Popcorners. You're an artist. Actually, Jesse, it's just basic ingredients. No, we don't eat our own supply.
0: Mr. White!
2: Jesse. Everyone's
0: gonna want to taste. And I know just the guy to talk to. What are these? We call them Popcorners.
3: Say their name. <laughs> popcorners!
4: Time!
6: Time time!
3: Do you yeah. have to see
4: this? How much
6: of this
7: stuff do you have?
4: We've got six signature flavors, y'all. Yeah.
7: Seven! You make
4: seven! Seven.
7: Seven orcs. Yeah. Popcorners break into something
6: good.
4: We're gonna eat a lot of snacks together. <laughs> What's a popcorn? Popcorn is a new, like a chip. It's sort of shaped like a CC, but they're healthier for you. Yeah. Um, but I don't get that. Breaking Bad fan? Were you a Breaking Bad fan? Yeah, Brian yeah, Cranston. Yeah, 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 and Jesse, and the other guys, Tuco, who was one of the guys Easter. To... Yeah. So um, Tate. Tate. Yeah, famous. So um, yeah, some great ads. A lot of there's always a lot of Bud Bud ads. Budweiser, Bud Light.
3: Yeah, Doritos will bring out their big campaign. I know
4: Miles Teller, the, the guy from Top Gun. Yeah, right. Uh, he's in one of the ads.
3: Yeah, look forward to it. Look forward to that. Uh,
4: 2023
3: season preview tonight. Gold Coast Titans mm. uh, finished, what, 14th last year.
4: Bad season. Bad season. 18
3: losses. Made
4: the finals the year before, but of course, won 10 and lost 13 or 14. So, um, But I've got to say, some really good off-season signings. Kieran Foran, notably. Yeah. Uh, but there's one signing, I think, that, He's a very good player. He's won a competition before. He's flown under the radar a little bit, but his recruitment will be key. I think key. I know who you're
3: talking about. Yeah. I look forward to your preview of the Gold Coast Titans. For our listeners, Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Um, what's the pass mark for the Titans this year? Go and and don't just say getting to round one.
4: No, you've got to play finals. They have to? They have to. Have to win one week one of the finals. They can't. Have There's not a chance. Week, they have to win week one of the finals. Make the finals and win week one. Who's going to
3: miss out in that eight from last year? Remember Raiders 8th, South 7th. Yeah. and the. Who's
4: going to drop out of that eight? Don't know. Just takes one injury. And
3: everyone's saying the Bulldogs are going to make it. Like,
4: you can't have 12 teams in the it top eight. It just takes an injury. One key injury to a side in that top, top eight. And... Your season can completely capitulate. So, so you reckon they've got the? You no, reckon, no. What you're saying? What's a pass mark? Yeah, a pass mark is they've got. To, I think the.
3: What's a realistic pass mark? I mean, everyone's pass mark is make the finals, right? Top eight. Yeah, but what's a realistic pass mark for the Titans? That's what I want. You talking know.
4: about at seasons end? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, you just they've, they've got to play finals. Coming they from to, okay. coming from where they've come from, they've got to play finals, and not make up the numbers.
3: So they'd be disappointed if they don't make them. I mean, every team's disappointed. Absolutely, don't I mean? they so would that's be. a failure.
4: Absolutely, it would be.
3: So then everyone has to be looked at strongly. Okay, for enough. Greater Western Sydney rookie Jason Gilby confirmed he likes milk more than water. Did you see this yesterday? No. At you know when the train? Have you seen preseason training at GWS? No. The trainers are now running out with a baby's bottle. And, and a teat on the end, so he just sucks on that rather than a Gatorade bottle. For argument's sake, I'm serious. That's not true. No, but he said he went about six days without drinking water. He just what? Just drank milk. I, I know. Just drank milk. What?
4: That's ridiculous. Yeah, not drinking water at all. I was never a huge water fan. I was always a, a Powerade man. Like I always have a, a bottle with special tape around it, so I knew that it wasn't just water. I just found it quite. Tasteless and boring to drink. So I was always, always a powerade man.
3: I'm being positive. But not but I don't milk. mind milk, yeah. Not milk. Uh, well, nowadays it'll be a lactose intolerance um, oak yak milk that he might be drinking. So that's the
4: difference. The mm. athlete today, it's not just milk. Mm. It's got to be one of those plant based milks.
3: If it's from anything other than a cow, it's not actually milk. Mm. I just want to mention that. Uh, if that ad looks as good as it sounds, it will be the greatest commercial ever, says Steve. Come on, Steve. It's good, Steve. It's good ad. Rubbish. Attention, Champignon. Is that that's the Champignon? Sm- Champignon, that's
4: the small mushroom. Tiny little small mushrooms.
3: <laughs> He's referring to Jack. It is Mark Anthony, not Mark Anthony. He did and say Mark Anthony. It. That is associated with Cleopatra. Thanks, Rooster Muzz, for the support and the defense. Mm. It's not long till Tiny Jack leaves us. What's eight more days?
4: Yeah. Going he to Ireland, to gets live. in his tiny little seat, mm-hmm. hops on a flame. <laughs> He's going to Hogwarts. <laughs> That'll make the promo. Yep.
3: Uh, what about? Uh, did you see Mass last night? Quickly before we go to a break.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, you know, it's not exciting me. I am led to believe that uh, who's the the tosser on there? The oh, there's plenty nine ball. Um, yeah, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, from all reports, he just creates absolute bedlam in the coming weeks. Right.
3: What about Shannon? Shannon, you are an idiot. If you are asked to rank your wife in a group of other women, whether you believe it or not, you put them number one. Exactly. Not third and a half. No. You put. At one moment, he had a two and a half in the list, and he goes, oh, wait on, that's not right. And I think, oh, God, he's got some common sense. He's going to put number one. He drops her another level.
4: <laughs> it's like you're asking a player to do the top 13, and who's the best player on the side? You always put the captain. You've got to put the captain, the one that makes the decisions, the one that's going to support you. Yeah, third and a half.
3: You don't have to agree with the captain either, do you? Yep. What an idiot.
4: When your captain's Craig Gower, you never say no.
3: (laughs) That's right. righty get involved. 0457 736 736 is our number. And don't forget, too, you can join us on Saturday. For those in Brizzy and the Gold Coast, Matty Rogers, Sats and myself will be live from 11 a.m. at the Sporting Globe, Logan's Grand Opening. We'll be broadcasting live from there.
4: So it's the old Sizzler site. Yeah. If you live in Queensland. I remember I've been there a number of times. The old Sizzler site is now the the new Sporting Globe. Hey, just quickly, uh, uh, Cam Smith, the golfer, mm. in, they've got the, the, the Live Golf Team. Mm. So he's got Mark Leishman, Matt Jones, Aussies, yep. and he's named it Ripper GC. I mean, mm. Ripper is really Australian, but it's not really a great name, is it? If, you gonna, if you're going to try and focus on an, a real Bonzer Australian name, mm. what would you call your golf team if you're in Live? The Hard Whackers. The Hard Whackers as in waca as in the yeah, whack of the, the whacking ball. instead oh. of hard
3: yakka hard whacker
4: mm. okay you like it it's not bad it's not okay. bad to start conversation right let's well get that on the
3: way thank you Oh four, and i didn't even practice that 0 oh, seven, seven, 3 736 everyone is a genius but if you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree it will live its whole life believing it is stupid Good That's motivation. Like, it's cost. Yeah. What's that
4: in relation to? Well, I don't though? know, but it's a it's always been a very good motivational um, about how you look at your life.
3: Okay, hang on. I like it if shame. you judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing it is true. It, it'll forget about it eight seconds later.
4: Well, it can't. There's climb holes it, in that. But if fish actually can't, tiny little fish, they fins. can't climb trees because on land. Yeah, no, I get
3: that. Yeah. Well, there are trees in water as well. No, what I'm
4: saying is, yeah. Make someone believe they can't do something. Yeah,
3: there's holes in this. H- how will it live its whole life believing it is stupid when it will forget about it in eight seconds? Fish don't have memories. Fish can't climb trees either. Well, there's too many holes in this. I was going to say, should Shane from Coffs provide us with an inspirational, you know, quote every Each day? Knot. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but Shane, one without holes in it. All yep. right. Actually, Shane, no, do it, and we'll pick it apart. Yep. Right. Beauty. Break time. Uh, when we come back, uh, we're going to catch up with uh, Peter Lawler Did from the actually Australian. Did we talk about anything then? Yes. Okay. Uh, Cam Smith and Dumb Fish. That's what we've done. <laughs> uh, covered off nicely. This is Sports Day for Kia.
1: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
0: This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
1: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. That's Kia.
0: This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it.
3: Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. It's important by Australian right now. I can't wait one more sleep until the first test between Australia and India kicks off in Nagpur. Um, of course, you can catch all the action live on SCN, and this man will be a part of our. Commentary team. He's the chief cricket writer for the Australian. Played a, a heavy th- role in the Test. Yeah, he was very good in that too, yeah, wasn't the he? Latest Docco. And of course, as I said, SEN cricket uh, commentator Peter Lawler joining us right now from Nagpur. Good day, Pete.
2: Good evening, gentlemen.
3: Can't wait for tomorrow. Before we get into the cricket side of things, I can talk to you for hours about cricket. Uh, how's the search for coffee in Nagpur going for you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> None of my life's private. None of our lives are private anymore, are they?
3: No. But I found the
2: 2017 AeroPress World Champion Coffee Maker on my first <laughs> trip out to Nagpur. Well, I couldn't believe this. I was here 18 years ago. at the last place I'd ever thought I'd find anything like this. But uh, I've nailed it. I've nailed this guy. He's, he, he's from Melbourne. You were yeah, surprised
6: right. to hear <laughs>
2: he was a chartered account, an Indian chartered accountant in Melbourne. He, of course, like everybody in Melbourne, discovered a of love of the brilliant. and he's come over here and set up these coffee shops, and he makes outstanding coffee. There you go. Have you got your? So like, I'm sorted, mate. Have you I'm got your hipster that I am? Have you got your routines
4: <laughs> when you go to these different countries, Pete, to cover any of the cricket? Have you got your different routines, like your, the same restaurants, etc.?
2: Oh, absolutely! <laughs> that's that's always a go. But the thing is, I haven't been here for uh, the best part of eighteen years. <laughs> None of, not, I don't think any of those restaurants are still standing. And I must admit, I never really got I never really got into a great routine in Nagpur. I, I I never really clicked with the city. But I'm loving it this time around. Really having a ball. It's a good spot. It's not exactly a tourist spot, uh, but It's clean. They call it clean, green, nagpur. It's got great uh, public transport. It's a good spot to walk around. And if you're bored in India, as I always say, you do it. It's always something to keep you interested.
4: Now, in 1998, 2001, the 2004 tours, the Indian cricket officials made life pretty difficult for the touring Aussies with uh, travel, accommodation, whatever that may be. Does that still happen in
2: 2023? No. 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 (laughs) <laughs> these boys are pretty pampered over here these days. And they have been for a long time. The hotels in India are outstanding. The food's outstanding. They're looked after like, you know, the VIPs. I mean, got Indian hotels run the six stars. So, you know, they, and, uh, they're all pretty well looked after because they stay in the same team with the Indian hotel. And Virat and all of these mates aren't going to stay anywhere shabby. So, no, it's a very nice, nice hotel. Um, and, and they're very well looked after. You know, they they cord off the pools for themselves, and they have a dining room for themselves, and all that sort of business. Uh, it, it it's pretty swish these days. There's nothing to complain about on that level. Traveling in here if you're a cricketer,
3: and, and no doubt the only
2: time you're uncomfortable is when you get the bat in your hand, when yeah, the, sun, the, you know, the sun's yeah. beating
3: down and the ball's <laughs> ragging. Yeah, but, well, g- given given the conditions that the Aussies are are in now, does does this make the challenge yeah. of winning in India easier from a player's perspective.
2: Uh, physically, travelling is a hell of a lot easier than the sort of stuff that Bill Laurie and his mob put up with, you know, and prior to that, where it was actually, you know, it was a danger to your health touring India in the fifties and the sixties, and even into the seventies. It was hard work, uh, but. I reckon that inverse to the creature comforts of the hotel, the wickets have become even more uncomfortable. Even in 2004, the wickets were, weren't as sort of excessive and extreme, I suppose is probably a better way of saying it, as they are um, these days. India is has is, since more determined every tour to produce wickets that are going to make the Aussies uncomfortable or any visitor uncomfortable. And I've got to say, I've never seen a pitch preparation like, like they have done for this here at Nagpur. You would have seen the stuff on social media and in newspapers. Mm. That selective watering and selective rolling, which is, has only one purpose in mind, that's to undermine left handed batters. And hey, India hasn't got any and Australia's potentially got six. Yes. <laughs> it's extraordinary. It's bold face. It kind of tells you something, it tells you the pressure. It's on India to win, I think. And I reckon, I just reckon they're a bit nervous about all this. I don't reckon this would happen when Virat Kohli was in charge of the team and Ravi Shastri. I think they were confident that they could beat anyone in any conditions. And hey, these conditions are going to suit India anyway. Yeah. But these days, the BCCI send out two curators who override the local the local curator. And, it's, you know, I don't sit they ordering this one up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a tailor-made
3: suit, this one. O- on that, and and of course, India. I've got a couple of big outs in Boomer and Pant as well. So this may be adding to the pressure as well. Do you think? And I'd, maybe you can help us out mm-hmm. here. Have there been any selections by the Aussies? And who's going to bat at number six? You'd think, given that Hanscom would probably have the edge over Renshaw, wouldn't he? And Hagar? Yeah, Yeah, tend to
4: agree with you there. I don't have I don't have any
2: mail on that. I'm sort of reading the um, you know the, the intro notes. There, but I feel like in the batting terms that they're gonna that, that it gives, gives Hanscom an edge over Renshaw. I'll tell you the one thing I do know about selection is that uh, young Todd Murphy's parents are winning their way to uh, Nagpur, and the male is really, really, really strong that Todd Murphy will play.
4: There you go, that's exciting, that's really exciting. What mm-hmm. could there be a, b- a bigger cauldron? To make your test debut debut against
3: the Indians.
4: In India. Now, in in 04, Pete, um, Adam Gilchrist, last winning captain, of course, in India, he thought outside the square to try and destabilise India. It was field placements just being one of them. He also sought some local knowledge around strategy. Are we at that point also, or have we moved beyond that from 2004 that Andrew McDonald and Pat Cummins would take that approach?
2: Uh, It it will be a different approach because I think if you remember in 2004 it was the three seamers and Shane Shane Warren that got the job done in the first three test matches Um, and they backed themselves and ironically Nagpur was a green top because of a political infighting in um, Indian cricket local association here decided to upset the BCCI and produce a green top which probably tells us why the BCCI control wickets these days you don't they'll have done their research on this stuff. Um, and Pat's done a lot of work on field placements. They're very they're very keen on the sort of bat pad area with the off spinners with Nathan Lyon and, and presumably Todd Murphy bowling into the right hander's um, pads. It was interesting to watch yesterday they they're using the Sherons in training for bat pad catching and they had they had three fielders that do bat pad catching for about forty minutes to an hour. Just bounce, they bounced the uh, cricket ball off the sharon's sort of a bit of a rant you know a feel for um bat pad catches so i reckon they'll, they'll put it you know, in close uh, from very early on around the wicket but you'll always have a couple out on the boundary you know cover on the boundary just for that shot that gets through you don't want to be conceding the four because the game gets away from you very quickly here but the outfields are extremely fast um and the grounds are very well manicured, so you've got to kind of cover off the boundary option, but give yourself that chance that with the attacking field around the back when you've, when you've got
6: spinners. Mm.
4: Who's the target player that India would be focusing on in the Australian lineup? It, would it be Uzi Kawaja because of the way that he plays in the subcontinent?
2: I look, I think they, I, I think you any team that's playing Australia, and particularly Australia at the moment, is targeting Steve Smith, aren't they? Steve Smith made three centuries on the last tour of India. Um, and and if you believe Steve Smith, he wasn't as good a form then as he is now. Um, he's in an extraordinary purple patch. Um, he's he's the sculpt that they will want. No, but it's not to say that they don't want Usman and they don't want David Warner, they don't want Martin Slavishane. But Smith's a big one for them, I reckon. Great right,
3: Listen, uh, we can't wait. I certainly will be listening to SEN tomorrow afternoon as the first test kicks off. Uh, Peter Lawler, the chief cricket writer for the Australian, also SEN cricket commentator. Hey, thanks for giving us that insight. i got chills waiting for this test series. Hey, to be the best, you've got to beat the best on their terms. And and I just think Australia will be ready for the challenge no matter what pitch the Indians throw us.
2: Embrace the chaos, Paddy Cummins has told them, <laughs> and I reckon they're really looking forward to this, no matter what they
3: do. All right, Pete, we're looking forward to your coverage as well. Thanks for your time on Sports Day. Good to chat, guys. Take care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the best in the business there, Do Peter you feel Lola.
4: okay being in the same conversation when they talk about great cricketing journalists? There's Craddock, Lawler, um, Barrett Sundarason, Jason Matthews.
3: Oh, I'm comfortable with that, yeah. Yep.
4: Wow. How come he didn't get a start to India?
3: I'm doing Sports Day. We're rebuilding Sports Day because of Badger's departure. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that's, that's the reason <laughs> yeah. why. It's important to buy Australia. Is that your last laugh? Yep. It's important to buy Australian right now. Look for the logo and be sure it's Aussie. Download the SEN app if you want to grab ball-by-ball coverage of the first test against India. And, of course, you can hear it on SEN as well. Tomorrow night, uh, unless you're listening to the Super Radio Network, if you are an SEN listener, the only way you can catch Sports Day tomorrow night is via the SEN app as well, all through... The uh, Super Radio Network. We're going to go to a break. Some breaking news, apparently. We'll come back to this. Oh, what about that? Todd Murphy's parents are on a flight to Nagpur.
4: Yeah. That's exciting. How's that for, mm. for breaking news?
3: Just very quickly. Um, Satswoogie and Dynamo Jack News Corp is reporting that the NRL's pre season tournament could be disrupted through industrial action by the Rugby League Players Association. In an email to players on Wednesday, the RLPA raised the prospect of delaying kickoffs, covering NRL logos on jerseys, declining all external media, and showing signs of solidarity during trial games that are broadcast. The industrial action is subject to the NRL meeting deadlines regarding the CBA. That's come from Daniel from Prairie Wood. We'll try and dig up a little bit more on that tonight and get some more info to you. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia.
1: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. This is
0: Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
1: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
3: This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to it. Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. I'm just looking at our text messages here. Mm -hmm. That's 0457 736 736. Uh, Sporty wants to know what our favourite cowboy film is, the magnificent Sevens. Mine's Blazing Saddles. Good luck trying to beat that. Where they're all around the campfire eating the baked beans mine's probably true grit john wayne not a john wayne fan my brother tortured me with john wayne mm.
4: movies i did like the magnificent seven but the new version of it okay yeah
3: what was that clint eastwood one the unforgiven very um, good movie
4: oh what won an oscar
3: yeah great movie yeah. hey um by the way we're chasing up that nrl story my
4: favorite one is Young Guns. <laughs> Emilio Estevez.
3: uh, Did number two have Blaze of Glory or was that (laughs) number one from Bon Jovi? I can't remember. That's the first one. Emilio Estevez. Who was Emilio Estevez married to? Uh, She was a singer, famous Spanish singer, massive, massive in the late 80s. Gloria Estevez. Estevez. Yeah. Just got it. Hey, by the way, uh, stand by everyone. Adrian has texted us for the first time. Welcome back, Adrian. No, don't welcome him back. Why not? I don't know. We have a love-hate relationship. Adrian, f- we welcome your debates. Got a feeling he's going to beat up David Fofita in a text tonight. Hey, what about this news? Nelson Asafa Solomon has revealed his interest in code-switching to rugby, saying it's always been enticed to go back at some stage. Well, he grew
4: up in rugby union, and I think he's a phenomenal rugby league player. I think he's outstanding to what he what he can do at six foot six, six foot seven, and have the speed and the and the conditioning and, and be able to play a major role. I mean. He has got those little parts of his game where he, he loses a link there now and then and, and goes a little bit uh, off track. But if he can control that aggression, he's one of the most devastating forwards in the game. Um, but he has said, he, he wakes every day thinking, will he make the change? And he comes off contract this year. And in funny in looking at that as well, Eddie Jones has said that, and of course he did this back in 2002, he yeah. took Matt Rogers and, and Wendell Saylor and then two thousand three enticed Lottie Takiri to make yep. the change as well. And he has said that he likes the look of Nelson Asafa Solomon. Will Pennasini, who's just re-signed with the the Parramatta Eels as well. So Sualey. Uh Suali'i as well, who's, who's had a rugby background. And uh also Tolu Kola, the young outside back fullback for the Manly Seagulls. Eagles. You so, know who he,
3: you know who he really likes, and he mentioned it. Partly tongue in cheek in an interview. Angus Crichton, no, nah, Cam Murray.
4: What position would he play? Centre.
3: Oh, well, no, nah, he'd be in the forwards. I'd say flanker.
4: Too small, isn't he?
3: Mm, don't know, but he.
4: I know he, he plays big, He
3: plays bigger than he actually is. Mm. But there, I mean, he, is a, he was an Australian schoolboy rugby
4: yeah, he captain, was. wasn't he? Yep.
3: I think he sees him as a skipper, future skipper of the Wallabies. I hope that never happens. Well,
4: rugby league's got to be careful with all this CBA. Debates going on, and Eddie Jones knowing that mm. one, he's a rugby league man. Eddie Jones, he's brought up on rugby league, and he's an outstanding coach. Yep. Does he take the same approach and try and find success getting to the World Cup final in two thousand three against England? And the back three were Takiwi, Saylor, Rogers. Yep. Does he take the same tactic? If I if I had to go, if you had two players that you could sign zero four five seven seven three six seven three six Two players now, any two players in the NRL that you think could convert I hate to rugby straight away.
3: Co- I hate having these. Nathan
4: Cleary would be an amazing rugby player. Would he? Amazing. One defensively, two tactically, three. His kicking game and passing game is is, unchallenged. Mm. Oh, I think he would be an amazing rugby player.
3: Su so Ali'i is a fullback. He's the next one. I'd say Su so Ali'i. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it gets him out of the Roosters as well. That's what I like. Uh, Let us know, 0457 736 736. Imagine if you are Eddie Jones, you could pick two NRL players. Who would you take? Uh, We're pivoting a little bit here tonight as well. Uh, Emilio Estevez's best movie was Mighty Ducks. So what was the greatest Emilio Estevez movie? (laughs) That's what we're finding out tonight. I
4: never thought in all of my career. Isn't he and Kiefer Sutherland, they're brothers, aren't they? No. No,
3: Charlie Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Half brothers, I think.
4: Yeah, half brothers.
3: So I don't know which half. Um, guys, I'll come back to that one. The Unforgiven is the best, is I think best, he's the better half
4: <laughs> of Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I, the Unforgiven, I agree. Yeah. Good, bad, and ugly.
3: Mark says, I think you'll find they'll go with five bowlers like India, three spinners and two pacemen. I reckon you're right, mate. So the third spinner will be Labashane? No, no, he's a batsman. So Kerry yeah, at six. Now, nah, I don't... He's got Agar. I do not think Agar has the ability to take wickets. I... I I think Agar's a better batsman than Bowler, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I don't rate him as a spinner. He's taken one Sheffield shield. He's taken one for 100 in two innings in shield. So who will be our third spinner? Uh, Swepson. He's over there.
4: Yeah, I know. But there's some reason they don't have faith in him. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know.
3: Hey, boys, Eddie said Cam Murray would make a great 12. That's from Fitzy.
4: Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
3: What do you think? 0457 736 736. We'll go to a break. We're chasing down that potential rugby league story about some strike action with the pre season cup as well. We're finding that out now as well. So we'll update you on that. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia.
1: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. That's Kia. This is Sports Day.
0: We'll be back soon.
1: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
3: This is Sports Day. Yes, that's San Jason here tonight. 0457 736 736 text machine blowing up, sats. Oh, jeez. We've just missed Glenn. He's off to watch Home and Away. He said, see you little, Jack. Have a good night, Glenn. Uh, Mark again, I agree with Woogie about Agar. I wouldn't pick him, but I think that's the way they will go. Yeah, I agree with you. 280. And um, what about this? Stepper at Redcliffe, I think it's the first time he's texted us. Stepper, welcome to the show. Calen Ponga was a champion schoolboy rugby player.
4: He was at um at Churchy in Brisbane private school. He and Jaden Sewer was in the same side and Brody Croft was the winger in their first fifteen.
3: Hey, Mark's asked this question, and I, I agree with this. I, I, I'm just trying to work this out myself, Sats. You'll probably have the answer on this. How can Nelson go to the Wallabies if he's a Kiwis? Rogers, Dell, and Lottie played for Australia in league.
4: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't understand it. I don't know whether rugby have their own set of uh, yeah, their own parameters and laws around which nation you play for. I know that if you play in Japan, if you live in Japan for two years, I think you can play for the Japanese national team. Um, yeah, so I'm not sure about that, but He's got him on the on the short list. And there mean, must be a reason why. We
3: know the rule about if you play junior footy in Maxville, New South Wales, you can't play for Queensland. Yep. But I haven't heard of this rule yeah. before. Hey, on the best uh, Emilio Estevez movies, uh, Fitzy has sent in the cinematic art that is men at work with Emilio Estevez. And Charlie
4: Sheen. They were garbos. There, there you go. go. Jesus made some great movies, yeah.
3: Emilio <laughs> Estevez, mm. including Young Guns 1, 2 and 3. Bre- Breakfast Club. Oh, that's the best. One of the greats. Yeah. Who's the chick out of the dandruff? She wasn't very...
4: That was Ali, Ali Sheedy. Sheedy, that's it. Yeah, Molly she... Ringwald. Oh. Molly
3: Ringworm. <laughs> yeah. This is Sports Day. Thanks to Kia. Back soon.
1: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia. This is Sports Day.
0: We'll be back soon.
1: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
3: This is Sports Day. Yeah, Scotty Sattler, Jason Matthews here. Tonight's
4: second big hour. I don't like oh, it how it show. does that. Are you trying to take over from badge? I don't like how the the intro just stops. It's unprofessional. Me if I'm right. You need to fade it out. Mate, put your hand up. I know you better wave. Cause... Put your hand up, mate, <laughs> when you're going to push the button. Oh, I've missed that.
3: Hey, the text message is flying through on Emilio Estevez movies. Can, I, I can't work out this. Like, we're doing
4: some serious stuff tonight. Are you saying playing? the text message from 127 that says, your favourite cowboy movie <laughs> Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> Not that one?
3: No. I've, you no. know, I've never seen that. I know you've watched it a few times.
4: Good movie. <laughs> yeah, but... It's a good movie, actually. It's it's great performances by Heath Ledger, the late Heath Ledger and um, I, I Jake want, Gyllenhaal.
3: I don't want to hear about it, but no. I'll tell you what, Men at Work seems Good to be band. everybody's <laughs> favourite Emilio Estevez movie mm. with his brother Charlie Sheen. Repo Man for Emilio Estevez says 575. I don't know if I know that movie. No. Haven't seen that. Hey, um, big breaking news coming out tonight. Uh. Reported by Brent Reed, who is the senior good sports man, writer at the Australian. Yeah, he's a good man, Reedy. He, uh, he'll be joining us shortly. Uh, the story does look
4: like Millhouse from <laughs>
3: yeah. The Simpsons. Save it, mm. um, boys! If you don't know why they have no faith in Sweeps, and you obviously didn't follow the Test tours of Pakistan, he was just horrible. Bowled way too flat and too fast. From way wide on the crease, saying garbage or BBL next, please, Bondi Jack, getting fired up about Swepson. Don't you think people may learn as they get developed? Yeah, I, short, and that
4: was his first series. And wasn't Jack, it? I, I do remember uh, his time in Pakistan. Uh, but in saying that, um, yeah, you know, as a leggy, maybe, maybe the the pitches are just not, just not his style.
3: We're hearing that Todd Murphy may be making his debut for Australia tomorrow in the first test. Um, Peter Lawler told us before that his parents are on a flight uh, to India right now. So fair chance he may be making his uh, debut. Boys, uh, it comes down to rugby's residency rule with Asafa Solomona. Uh, He's eligible because he's lived in Australia for three years or more, hence why Marika Korabeti... And Vinavalu have go. also been able to And play. Sharky
4: from Now said the same thing,
3: yeah. Thank you very much, Sharky and Daniel from Prairiewood. Uh, Steve says Jack should host the show on his last night.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that.
3: Um, 215 has sent us a text. Me, I have half-brother. Him, different mother. Me, no shark attack. I
4: don't what? get it. I don't get that don't either. Know. Um, there was a text here about... Emilio Estevez wasn't in B- Weekend at Bernie's. He wasn't? Buddy? No. Buddy from Birong? Oh, Buddy from Birong. There you go. Um, there was a text here
3: about um, fish climbing trees. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, boys, speaking about maths question, the female voiceover narrator sounds very similar. Do you know who she is? I think I know. Wondering if you guys know the voice. That's no. I was, no, but she's outstanding. Uh, some of my friends in radio have told me, but I can't remember who she is. She is outstanding. Is she the same woman that does uh, travel guides? Because I think she's the best. You know the travel guides narrator? No, I don't. Oh, she's good. Keep reading out some text. Man. I'm going to find this fish one. <laughs> Climbing trees. <laughs> Here we go. Ice that there's a fish in the Hawaiian Islands can climb waterfalls. It's called a goby or goby fish. Rosehill rooster. Yeah, but still it's water. Yeah, it's not a tree. Rosie.
4: It's not a tree. It can't it it can't happen. Oh, I get the saying and I and I actually like the saying. But if you keep telling a fish that he can't climb a tree, he can't climb a tree.
3: Yeah, but he's gonna forget as well. He's not gonna think the rest of his life, I can't climb that tree. He's a bloody fish. She says, I hope Brent Reed's not hearing this conversation that's going on now. He's thinking, what am I doing?
4: Mm.
3: Um do you want to read Adrian from Rose Hills, uh Rouse Hills text out? He's back.
4: Yeah, off you go.
3: No, you can do it. Oh, do you want me to do it? Yeah, third one down. Fourth uh, one. Uh
4: s- Sats Woogie. So Mal Meninga thinks David Fafita's best football is ahead of him. It was on Meninga's recommendation that the Gold Coast played ludicrous money for a player who couldn't even make the Tongan run-on side. Um now he's Adrian's been quite dirty on David Fafita for a while. Mm-hmm. Um I've got to say, and Mal's the saying, whoever gets him next is going to get his best rugby league. I can't agree more because he's at the right age and he's got to mature at some stage. Um, But I've got to say that with with David Fafida, I don't think he's a second rower. I honestly think he should be playing like a, a roving number 13 role. And the reason why I say that is that as a defender, I want him to stay on one side of the field. I want him to be positioned so... Uh, I know what's going to be coming at me. I can mm. get my inside man to work harder with me. We can we can put numbers on David Fafida. If he's a roaming number thirteen, mm. it's not about playing eighty minutes. It's about playing fifty five, sixty minutes. It's quality uh, over quantity yeah. of minutes. And if he's a roving number thirteen, he can play wide. He can play around the play of the ball. He can link with the hooker, the halves. He can identify a a, a defender, a, a tired defender, most notably a front rower that he can use his athleticism. And he's very special talent. He's power game to take advantage of that. So he doesn't have to be the fittest man in the club. And he's not going to be the fittest man in the club just due to his build. But I believe a roving number 13 role for David Fafita would be far more terrorizing and terrifying uh, for the opposition.
3: Yeah. Well, we're going to preview the season for the Titans real soon. Finished 14th last year. 18 losses. Not good. Mm. Uh, You say they have to make the eight this year. So uh, we'll get to that preview real soon. Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds. That's ridiculous. Is the fact that we're talking about Emilio Estevez movies tonight is, is turned into just a mess. In fact, uh, The Reptile says his best movie was Loaded Weapon, a spoof movie based on Loaded Weapon.
4: It was too, yeah. Now, David White from Benora Point, Emilio Estevez, he was. He was married to Paula Abdul, wasn't he? Oh, well, not Gloria Estefan. No. Was that a sister or something? Paula Abdul was married to John Stamos, wasn't he?
3: I don't know. I'll tell you no. I'll tell you no. Know, the senior sports writer at The Australian, Brent Reed, joining us on the I, line. I used to, now, he knows I used to his... love Brent
4: Reid's movie reviews oh. when he was in his 20s. Oh. He did a lot of movie reviews at <laughs> <in> his time.
3: <laughs> what did you call him before?
4: Millhouse from Mil- Simpsons. Simpsons. Reedy, that oh, wasn't me. Wow. That was
3: Sats, mate, doing that. That's just junk.
4: Mate. My- Mate, I grew up in Ipswich.
7: We didn't need have did electricity until the till till year 2000 or something. Hey, Cummins please. would have liked you. <laughs> what, what, what was the question you asked? Who was he married to? Emilio,
4: Emilio, Emilio Estevez. Emilio Estevez. Was it Paul Abdul? Or Who was he?
7: Who was... No, he wasn't Charlie Sheen married to Paul Abdul. No you're, right. no, you're right. Emilio Estevez. Yeah. That's Charlie Sheen's brother, isn't it? Half-brother, yeah. Yeah, mm. his half-brother. Yeah, correct, yeah. That's why they got different last names. Very yep. good. Yeah, I think it was Charlie. I think it was Emilio Estevez. Good shout. Anyway, all anyway thanks good.
4: for coming on, Ready. Yeah,
7: That's all we wanted you yeah. for. Been too long.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Been too long. Hey, Ready, what's this story that you've written this afternoon about uh, possible strike action through the trials? Yeah, through mm. the trials. What's happening there?
7: Well, it's just more drama, isn't it? This whole CBA, um, the CBA shenanigans that are going on. But basically, there's an email gone out today to all the players. From the Players' Association, Association outlining potential industrial action they will take during the pre-season, um, unless the women's conditions, the NRLW uh, agreements, haven't been reached, uh, have not been reached by the end of the week. So we're talking about covering up NRL logos, not doing NRL media, um, showing signs of solidarity during games, whatever that means, and delaying kickoffs. So, you know, this is the whole bright new shiny pre-season competition that Peter Volandis was a real driving force behind. Um, we're now talking about potentially disruptions for that because we haven't got an agreement in place for the women's competition, let alone the men's competition. So, yeah, it's a shambles, guys. I mean, what, what
4: have we got to the comp starts? Three weeks? Yep. It's just a mess. It is a mess. Now, with the All-Stars match this week, the men's and the women's, Rudy, if they don't come to some sort of agreement in principle by Friday night, Saturday morning... Is there a chance? Well, I think it's Thursday night. I think it's Thursday night, Sats. They're talking about. I, think, I don't. Yeah, you know, I think they said the end of the week in the email, but
7: I think they're talking Thursday night. So well, it's Wednesday now. They got twenty four
4: hours basically. Will that affect? Will that affect possibly the All Stars match or is the All Stars match too important to to, to both cultures, oh, yeah. the Maldives and the and the indigenous? Look,
7: I think the games will go ahead. It's too late now to to be scrapping games. And St Helen's are flying halfway around the world to play a game. In. Mm. So. I'm not sure what we'll see games not going ahead. I think what we'll see is potentially... I, I don't think they would um, Excuse me, interrupt the All-Stars game, but I think in some of these other trials, and you've got to remember a lot of... I think all these trial games are, on tele, are televised, or, or the vast majority are. I think you'll see some sign of support or um, protest um, in, in line with the ALPA and the Players' Union against the NRL. So that, that's what we will see, I think. Uh, obviously they've got 24 hours to get it done. They might get it done. Who knows? They're pretty close from what I understand to at least agreeing on some conditions for the women's competition. But um, look, I'd be stunned if we see a strike because the quickest way the players can lose the public is to go on strike. You you don't win in that situation. The players would the public will immediately turn on the players because you know these are guys who earn really good living um, and they're about to earn more than they ever have in the game's history and the public won't understand, so I can understand them doing things during games to perhaps showcase their their concerns. But you start for um, cancelling games and striking games. That, that, look, that that's a disaster. It's a disaster mm. for the games, a disaster for the players because you know the other thing is you cancel games. There's a TV deal in place, mm. so if you cancel games and don't play them, those TV broadcasts got every right to take that money back from the NRL. Which will then, in, in turn, flow down to the
3: players. Mm. Hey, Reedy, Sats mentioned it yesterday mm. and 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 tonight too. Mm. Do you think Do you think the NRL or the Australian Rugby League have underestimated the Rugby League Players Association?
7: Oh, look, probably. I mean, they probably misunderstood or maybe underestimated the, the um, sol- solidarity amongst the players and the support they have for their players' union. And look, I, you know, there's, in that email, it talks about um, secret meetings with player agents. Now, you
1: know,
7: that's never a good look. If the NRL's been going behind players' backs, behind the unions' back, and meeting with player agents to try and garner their support, which in turn, you know, you can only think from that, their thought was, we'll talk to the agents, they'll get in the players' ears and turn them against the union. Um, that's the wrong way to go about things. And all that's done by the sounds of it is, again, galvanise the playing group. So, yeah, look, I think they have underestimated. I think they've underestimated the players' union, but I just think we need to... We it's hard because you want, you want to, you, you want to be, appear strong, right? The players' union's got to appear strong. The playing group's got to appear strong. you just got to be really careful about how you go about it because you don't want to lose the public. Mm. The minute you lose the public, the fight's over. they can say all they want against the NRL, but if they lose the public, Mm. they lose the fans, then it's a disaster.
4: Yeah, you're exactly right. Speaking on behalf of a a true rugby league fan, you are, Reedy. Now, the NRLW, they still don't have a draw, do they?
7: Well, they've got nothing. They've got no contracts, they don't have a salary cap, they don't have a bargaining agreement, they've got nothing. There's nothing being done because they haven't been able to reach an agreement. And that's why I think they've put this time... Um, it's 24 hour deadline on them because you know it's 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 insane that, that we're in what are we in February and and there's no agreement in place for the women's comp you know no draw no contracts no players have been signed um, you know and we talk about the women's game being one of the real growth areas and one of the areas we want to mm. invest in but no one's able to do it at the moment because there's no certainty around it so there's nothing in place in so far as the women's game is concerned
3: yeah we we were talking to a couple of players last week in the women's competition reading they can't even train because they don't have insurance they're too scared to no. go to training because they don't want to get hurt cuz they're not covered so yeah. yeah it's incredible it's ridiculous all right mate listen thanks for that i know you're you're yeah prob- it? uh, it's it's ridiculous absolutely ridiculous Reading i was just about to cook my
7: of chicken but i thought i would put the butter chicken aside and i'd, I'd take your call wax
4: thank so, you mate and i can't so wait I till the, the season and Can back, wait, um, can't wait for the season I'm to back kick back off again and I run into in the media area. You're always hovering around the food table. I know that. Oh
7: no,
3: Reedy! Really? Please, come
4: on. I'm only on the. I'm on the salads. So i the salads and the fruit. You know
3: that. And butter chicken. And yeah.
7: This body's not. This body's not natural. So got to work at it.
3: <laughs> Reedy, you're getting prepared for the first test, are you? By getting into some nice Indian food tonight. Exactly.
7: Oh, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Go down sympathy for all our lads
3: over in India. Right, Brent Reed, uh, senior sports (laughs) writer at the Australian. Whatever they get, (laughs) you'll be all right, mate. Uh, Senior sports writer at the Australian, mate. Thanks for joining us tonight on Sports Day. Appreciate it. Good man, Reedy. All right, mate. It's great stuff. See you, mate. Bye, bye. There you go. Yeah, check it. Make sure you check out that story online as well that he wrote the savo with David Riccio, who's another fantastic journalist.
4: He hit the nail right on the head there, Woogie. When you strike action is always. The last option, and the playing group has always said that we don't want to strike. But if we have to upset the upper cart somehow, and it's by delaying games that are telecast, which of course wreaks havoc with with the timetable. Um, but radius, they're they're in a no win battle, mm. the playing group, because if they do strike and they do postpone, fans will just turn their back.
3: Delaying will not get the fans offside, but I tell you what, it will start getting the broadcasters offside. Because they have got tight schedules, yes, and then they'll be going to the NRL and go get a deal done. And I'm surprised the broadcasters haven't given—they don't even have a draw yet for the women's
4: game. How do they put that into their scheduling? Like, I, I, I just—I suppose the NRL are probably thinking we've got time on our side. They don't, because with the women's game, I'm saying I'm, I'm not making excuses. Well, they don't,
3: because no one's contracted. No well, one's, no one's contracted.
4: They haven't started training yet, and their games start towards the back end of the NRL season. So I'm, I'm I'm thinking that Ian Arrell have prioritised many things. One of those is salary cap, first and foremost, which the RLPA, they both tend to believe it's where they're all going to finish up at anyway.
3: But didn't consult them? Just put it out just before Christmas? Didn't
4: consult them, but again, through conversations... Both parties seem to have agreed on one thing that that's the right number the because they're going to earn more and, money. Like and the argument saying, is not
3: about money; it's not, it's about it's not. conditions and policies. It's about conditions.
4: It's about retired players. Yeah, yeah. It's about um, yeah financial hardship. Pregnancy, whatever it may policies. be,
3: policies yep. for the women. Oh, look, I just think it's appalling, absolutely appalling. And the men the men will be fine because they're full time. But the, we look at the women, though. Sats they're part time. They've got families to look after. Yeah,
4: but. They don't need it. They don't need to be full time at the moment with the women's.
3: No, cards. no, I'm not saying, i not, yeah. not pushing for that, but they've got to r- arrange their lives. Yeah, absolutely, for the, for the women's competition. Well, the
4: insurance is the, is the, the biggest one. bug. and the pregnancy the policy, hmm. which people are entitled to. Anyway, right. You've t- got to remember, it's not a normal workplace. But people keep saying, in every other workplace, you get all these policies. It's not a normal workplace. You don't go to work every day and get smacked in the face, well, like you do with rugby you've league.
3: Assaulted myself and Jack many a times here.
4: Well. Anyway, time for this. Come
3: on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. This got to be. Someone's got to be accountable for this. What, what you, you got for me? You know what's ridiculous? What? The amount of people quoting Emilio Estevez. He's
4: one of our great. He's one of our great modern day actors. <laughs> and Young Guns One and Young Guns Two were outstanding. I've I thought there was
3: three. Back to Young Guns or something.
4: Back to Young Guns. I no,
3: there was a, there was a three, wasn't there? Well, I don't think there was. Uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen are four brothers. No, they're not.
4: No, they're half brothers.
3: Emilio just uses their real last name. Real last name. Charles Charlie uses his dad's stage name. Are you sure, Toronto Rod? I think they're half brothers. Same
4: mum, father. The same father. Martin Sheen. Is it man. He used yeah,
3: Mr. Sheen. <laughs> my um, my uh, first that's ridiculous. Yeah. is 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 absolutely ridiculous. It's a Sydney restaurant who is, and of course it's in Sydney. Oh, the only other place it could be is Melbourne. But a Sydney restaurant charging $10 for an entree consisting of, you ready for it, a Jats cracker. Come
0: on, that's ridiculous.
3: Actually, I'll change it to two. So there's a new, I want to get your opinion on this. It's divided opinion amongst food lovers. Mm. There's a, a new eatery in Sydney called Kiln, and it's described as having innovative yet unpretentious approach to cooking. One of its innovative yet unpretentious, Unpretentious ideas is the $10 fancy Jats featuring two Jats biscuits topped with smoked butter and an anchovy. Come on, that's ridiculous. What, smoked
4: butter sounds good.
3: Right, but that's not the point. I'm hard asking. To go
4: to a pub. Remember the days of a pub when you'd turn up for lunch and there was a bay marie and you had four dishes. You had the roast of the day, usually a lasagna or a shepherd's pie or whatever it may be. And then you pay like $8. If you pay an extra $3, $10, you get a schooner with it. Or a dessert. No, you never got a dessert in a pub at the Bay Marie. Oh, didn't you? No. Not even a jelly. No. A, a frog oh. in a pond. No. No? Never jelly. Hey, um, we, sorry, I didn't even
3: mention that. No. Um, Mark says, well, you shouldn't be joking about being assaulted. You were bagging Luttrell and Whiten yesterday. The only difference, Mark, is that Sats and I haven't actually wrestled. And Sats would kill me if we wrestled. Um, Yeah, I just think that's ridiculous. $10 for two Jats Crackers.
4: I know who's Jats Crackers. (laughs) The guy who owns the restaurant. Uh, My that's ridiculous is a lady by the name of Pascal in Britain. And um, over in Britain, they call a doona, like a blanket, a duvet. They do in New Zealand as well. And what she has done is she's married her doona. Yeah, Pascal. Her. What? Uh, open wedding ceremony on Valentine's Day. Uh, we'll wait, be val- wait, 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 wait. We'll could you on- imagine
3: the church? So she'd have her family on one side. Yep. And on the other side, the the, the doona would have, like, its guests would be a couple of pillows. Yeah. Pillowcase. Maybe, I don't know, if the mattress could be worth it. Making a, an underlay, <laughs> sitting at the front, go just absolutely stained <laughs> off its chops. Yeah. <laughs>
4: So she's married to her doona. Well, she's going to marry her doona on Valentine's Day. It's going to be an open wedding ceremony. Uh, Her family will be there and also her boyfriend to witness. And love at first sight, she said, of her doona. I have other doonas as well, but this one gives me warmth and comfort. Sherlock, (laughs) that's what a doona does. Come on, that's ridiculous. um, She wanted to say her boyfriend, Johnny, Mm. completely understands. He's not jealous of my doing. In fact, he's very proud of me. Well, Johnny's
3: absolutely excited about having a three-way relationship it's, now, isn't he?
4: It's very open. It's...
3: All right, I've got one for you. Uh your good mate Aaron Rodgers. Yep. The quarterback uh for the Cheeseheads. Yep. Um he he is going to go on a four-day Darkness retreat. Come on, that's
4: ridiculous. The way he's played the
3: last few years is pure darkness. He's going. It, it's it, what? What is it? Dn DTM or something? Jack, is that what? What it is? It's where you you're in a dark room. You have no technology. You have nothing. You sit there and you basically meditate for four days. It in matches the dark. his
4: personality.
3: And out of apparently, it's it's like being on LSD or something. You're just off your nut by the time you come out.
4: In one corner, there's just a bag of mushies. He There's a plan. Mushrooms. He just gets I hope he hasn't got smoke alarm.
3: Stuck into those. Um, but you then, and after that, he says he's going to make a decision on his future. Mm. Four days in a dark room. That is the worst long weekend. <laughs> Seriously. Sitting there by
4: yourself. You'd go gaga. Some people, a four day in darkness is called a bender. Yeah. Uh, hey, what about this bizarre new contract in Gridiron? This is in uh, College Footy. Uh, Iowa, one of the colleges, the offensive coordinator. So he's, the, uh, the attacking coordinator. Brian Ferenz is his name. And this is probably a strange situation, um, probably one of the worst situations when it comes to contracts. In the last three seasons, he had numerous claims of player mistreatment. That's why he's the offensive coordinator. And, <laughs> uh, and he's had to apologise for it. And then it led a terrible attacking program, which completely wasted anyone's time of being a champion side. So... He hasn't been fired where he would be normally at any other school because his father is the coach. Come
0: on, that's ridiculous.
4: Not only that, he's, he's been re-signed until 2024 and he receives a bonus if they win seven out of 14 games. Come season. on, that's ridiculous. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How'd you like that coaching
4: Great job? nepotism. Mm.
3: Got it. that's ridiculous for us. Uh, shoot it through to us, 0457-736-736. 7, 7, I would never thought this would have happened tonight, but... The subject of Emilio Estevez. If you're listening, Kyle and Jackie-O, this is what you should be running with on your breakfast show tomorrow because um, people are saying they are full brothers. So Even Jack's saying full brothers. So it, apparently Martin Sheen's real name is Raul Estevez, Charlie and Emilio's father. Yes, we knew that. Not sure about the same mum. That's from Belmont from Clarence. But Jack's wow. saying they are full brothers. So I would like them to be stepbrothers like that movie. <laughs> yeah. When and, you t- and, and, and when you're
4: asleep, I'm going to beat the crap
3: out of you. <laughs> was says on the text. Okay, boys, I'm led to believe that the maths voiceover girl is Channel Nine newsreader, the gorgeous Georgie Gardner.
4: No, and
3: yes, she is outstanding. She is outstanding on that.
4: Okay. Oh, Georgie. Every day. Georgie. Yeah, there were three young guns.
3: Yeah, I knew that. Mm. I used to. Same I used to boy. work in a video shop. I knew.
4: Remember when you didn't take your videotape back and it wasn't rewound? You get banned for like a week from hiring a VHS.
3: We used to have videos under the counter. That nah, was awful. It was awful grabbing those off customers <laughs> when they brought them back. Some blokes didn't get past five minutes. Seriously, that was horrible. But geez, you got a good re- like 20 bucks a movie. Yeah. That was outstanding. One's under the counter, the other was about five bucks break time. This is Sports State. Thanks to Kia. We'll preview the Titans season and also coming up soon, Simon Orchard from New South Wales Greyhounds got some tips for Wenty Park tonight.
1: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
0: This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
1: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
3: This is Sports Day. Yeah, Sats and Jason here tonight on Sports Day. 0457736736 736 is our text number. Uh, I've getting a text here from A-Rod. Mm-hmm. Rogers has already made a decision. Gornski. Well Good. I'm not reading that.
4: I hope so. I'm a huge Green Bay fan. I'm just not a big fan of Aaron Rodgers.
3: He said on radio, this is 11 hours ago, this article, nine hours ago, mm-hmm. that he said on a radio show he's going away to think about his future and there's been nothing since, so...
4: I don't think he'll stay at the Green Bay Packers.
3: It says he'll he'll mull over his NFL future during a four-day darkness retreat. Mm. I haven't seen anything since. So you might be right there, A-Rod, I've... I haven't seen anything. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Time to preview the Titans' chances in twenty twenty three. They finished thirteenth last year uh, on the ladder. Sats on fourteen point six wins, eighteen losses, with a points differential of minus two hundred nine. Disappointing season for the Titans, considering how close they got to knocking off the Roosters in the semi-finals the year before. Um, Big gains, big losses. What do you got for us? Well, big
4: gains. Kieran Foran's a big gain, um, but in saying that, I'm resting my judgment here a little bit uh, with, with Kieran. He's a tremendous competitor. Don't get me wrong. From all reports, the way he's training, the way he's communicating, he came back early, um, and he's got a great relationship with the former Seagulls, um performance coach, the conditioner, who's came, has come up to the Gold Coast, gone up to the Gold Coast, I should say. Um, so, from all reports, he's going great. He's going really, really good. Is he just a manly man? Not quite sure. I hope he's not. I hope he turns the Gold Coast Titans fortunes around. Uh, they've signed Aaron Schopp from the Canary That's Bulldogs. A get. Yeah, he's a good he's a good player. But the player that they've signed, hmm. who I think is an outstanding signing, who's a very popular teammate from all reports when he was at the Roosters, is Sammy Verrills. They've got a quality number nine. Uh, Aaron Clark, who was their number nine, is going to play more of a, a number 13 role, a roving role bit more of a ball-playing role. So when you start looking at their key positions now, you look at AJ Brimson, pure threat at the back. You've got Kieran at 5'8". You've got Sammy Varils at hooker. And you've got a young, exciting half like Tanner Boyd, who's a former Australian schoolboy, only very young. And to have someone like Kieran Foreman alongside him, he's going to learn a lot from him. What he's got to do, Tanner Boyd, is learn how to take a lot of the onus away from Kieran and not rely on him. Uh, he's a confident kid. I think he would be able to do that. But then you've got Tino. For feeder in his last year of his contract, when you're coming off contract, you always play your best, your best rugby league. Um, I think the Titans will improve greatly on the 14th. And I think coming into about the last couple of rounds, they'll be in and around that, that eighth or ninth position. Okay. I think they'll be fighting for a finals position by the last couple of rounds.
3: But will ultimately finish, finish where?
4: I think ninth. Okay. Mm.
3: What do you think? 0457 736, 736 We've got to go to a break. Like Simon Orchard standing by. Yep.
4: Greg Marzou gone. is an interesting one. I thought yeah. he's, I think he's a bad loss.
3: Herman Essiessi to the Dolphins. Jermaine Asarko to the Dolphins. He was only there anyway. We knew yeah. he was only there. Uh, Wallace to the Dolphins. Um, so they've lost a few to the Dolphins as well. Hey, before we go to break, Mark from Wollongong has got a question for you, Sats. G'day, Mark. Hey,
2: Sats. Hey Jason, uh, just I've always had this fascination lately about I've, i read that Zawali is going to be a centre. They're making him maybe a centre now. Now I find the centre position in rugby league the most boring position to play in the game. I'd I'd, I'd rather be a winger any day of the week than a centre now. Yeah, mate. just it's, you don't you don't get the ball, you don't get good ball, and and sometimes if you're on left or right, you don't even get. Sometimes you
4: get noble. Yeah, you're right, Mark. It's a good point. And, and wingers get paid more than the centres these days. Once upon a time, it was the it was the glamour position, Mark. And uh, and as a centre, sometimes you get played out of the game. Um, he's a the good part about Joseph Sueli, Mark, is that he's so young. He can play wing, centre, fullback. He can just drift around all these positions. When Benji first came into first grade, the best thing that Tim Sheens did to him. Was not playing in the halves. Yeah, wow. In his first full season, he played him in the centres. Played a bit of fullback when Brett Hodgson was down. But in saying that, that's what they're going to do with Joseph Suweli. I agree with you. I think he's a, I think he's a fullback. He's just a genuine fullback. They've and got about
3: four fullbacks though. Exactly, the
4: Roosters, So the good they? part about it is when they had Anthony Minicello, they had Roger tuivasa then and they had Roger Tuivasa-Sheck at um, at fullback, um, and now this is what the transition is going to be. They just Teddy can, be there for a while. You know. Yeah, they can just fill him in wherever they need to, yeah, learning yeah. how to ply his trade. And then when Teddy goes down, whenever he goes down or retires, well, they've got a ready-made replacement. All
3: right, Mark, thanks for your call. Got to go to a break. Simon Good Orchard trawl. from uh, New South Wales Greyhounds joins us shortly. He's got some tips for Wenny Park. We'll get to those next on Sports Day.
1: The Striking Kia Range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
0: This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
1: The Striking Kia Range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
3: This is Sports Day. Yeah, time to check out thedogs.com.au, home of Greyhound Racing. Of course, Simon Orchard, Sats, joins us all the time. I want to ask, Simon, is there an equivalent to a LeBron James in Greyhound Racing? So imagine, would you stop a race uh, to do a presentation and then then let the race
4: continue? Feral Frankie. Feral Frankie was LeBron. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Feral Frankie was an absolute star and continues to be at Stud, boys. But, look, I guess... um, If you had to draw a comparison, she's a pearl almost until Wow She's Fast won the Phoenix last year, was going to break the prize money record for most prize money in the history of greyhounds. And then Wow She's Fast came out and won the Phoenix and has just blown straight by us. So look, I guess she would be the New South Wales equivalent um, if she broke that prize money record again by winning a couple more races this year. Maybe well, that's what we need to do, boys. Get out in the middle of the track and yeah. run our own.
3: That's <laughs> what I would. Around. Just on the turn, make them stop and do some presentations. <laughs> hey, speaking of uh, She's a Pearl, she's hoping to knock off the Victorians on their home deck.
5: Yeah, she sure is. Big, big week of chasing coming up down in Victoria. So, obviously, we've had... You know, a couple of big races. The Group 1, Paws at Thunder. We had the Gosford Summer 600 last Saturday. But now our best and brightest Greyhounds, guys. She's a Pearl, Tunner's Bandit, who won that Summer 600, French Martini, Corbore Magic, and then a couple of other good ones, Staggerat Lee and Ritzer Piper. The six of them are heading down to the Meadows for three Group 1s. There's the Tem Lee, the Rookie Rebel, and the Zoom Top. They're all at the Meadows on Saturday night. Three Group 1s. They're worth hundred grand to $75,000 each. And look, this is tough, boys. I guess, you know, in a footy sense, you've got state of origin. They always say it's really difficult to go in a state and win in the cauldron of someone else's home ground. But these dogs that are heading down there, so let's just talk about Pearl, Cobble, Magic, Punners Bennett, and French Martini for a second. Collectively, boys, they've won exactly half of their 148 career starts 74 of 148. It's a remarkable hit rate. But when they go to Victoria, just one win attempt. So they haven't been able to get the job down in Melbourne uh, so far in their short careers. This is probably their best uh, bet to try and win some Group 1 glory down there this weekend. It's just difficult. You know, the track down there, a little bit um, a little bit different to our tracks. Uh, Andy Lord came out during the week and said, the Meadows is more like a velodrome. So if you can picture dogs getting up high on the track and then surging back down, I think that's what he's sort of saying. Whereas here, we tend to have a bit more of a flat track which suits... She's a pearl. Who's an out-and-out out speedster. So anyway, they go down there. They're racing in these events, which are chosen by a panel of experts. So you've got to be a gun to get into it. And as I said, we've got the six New South Wales dogs hopefully knocking off some Victorians come Saturday night.
4: Now this might be a really silly question, and I just thought about this. Okay, in the of course the the horses. You've got Flemington goes what anti-clockwise. Um, mm-hmm. In greyhounds, do they all go the same? Do they all go anti-clockwise? It's very good question. They all go the same way. Wow, there you go. Yeah,
5: very okay. Very good question. Without notice, but they um, they tend to run the same way, boys. I think I haven't watched a lot of greyhound racing overseas recently, but my last uh <laughs> before I could uh, before I worked for greyhound racing New South Wales and late night dabble uh <laughs> they used to run the same way over there as well. But no longer can't do that anymore. But I think they all run uh counterclockwise. There
4: you well. go. There you go. Now the Eye Gold Cup uh is a big feature. About to uh, appear in New South Wales. What can you tell us about that?
5: Yeah, you spot on, fellas. Gold Cup uh, heats kick off on Sunday, so of course all those Group One races happening down in Victoria Saturday night. So none of the dogs will be running in the Group Two Gold Cup heats on Sunday, but uh, it's a hell of a it's a hell of a race. Last year it was taken mm-hmm. out by a dog by the name of Castle Warrior for Mark Wilcox, but some wonderful over the years have won at Pindara Express. Went back to back, twenty twenty and twenty nineteen. Varsha Blue Boy for Peter Lagaggione won it in 2021. Ritsa Lenny, another great dog for Mark Gatt in 2018. So typically, boys, the dogs that come out of this race go on and win bigger features at at other stages. We probably saw the first little preview yesterday at Bulleye. We had a free-for-all race down there where I reckon we probably saw five or six of those competitors who were going to go around. A dog by the name of Can't Handle It won the race, knocked off Zambora Ted, Peacekeeper, Sound of Silence, and He's Grand. They will probably all line up on Sunday. So a little preview into the heats. Uh, as I said, boys, the features just keep rolling. This race is worth forty thousand dollars to the winner, uh, and it's a wonderful It's a wonderful um, feather in the cap for anyone out there that are looking to get some Group Two form on their
4: resume. We've got to
3: get a greyhound. That's for the oh, show. Oh, we've been talking
4: about it for six months.
3: I know. There, there's one in the
4: background. Let's grab that one. <laughs> hey, Simon. Before we let you go, um, I'll put some money in the account. Uh, Winnie Park. What are some of your tips?
5: Yeah, sorry, boys. I've just scalded, scalded the Border Collie out there trying to steal a pork chub off the bench. Um, <laughs> Haven't we all when tried that? Tonight? Yeah. Look, last week, uh, the shorty the shorty went under and the roughy got up. So yeah, no. hopefully, look, we, we, we want two. Tonight, race three, number six, cartel model. I mentioned the Lord Kennel. It seems like every Wednesday they step out a potential young star. Cartel model could be one of the next ones. She's a half-sister to Coast model, Coco model, and Cot Magnet. They've won over 400 grand between them. So the mother's a champion. She's one of the better brood bitches going around. I reckon this litter could be special. So race three, number six, Cartel model, Uh, She's only had a couple of runs, but I reckon she's got something under the hood. And then race eight, number five, Zipping Orlando. Talk about rising stars. This guy burst onto the scene last year, guys. I think he won his first eight races. He's won seven of 11 at Wente Park. We haven't seen him for a month. He ran down the track in the National Derby Heats about a month ago. I remember talking to Minnie Finn that night and she said he's just a little bit underdone. So hopefully they've taken him away they've put some work into him and he can jump out of the ground tonight. Race 8 number 5 Zipping Orlando. One of the best bets at Winti Park.
3: Roddy right at thedogs.com.au the home of everything greyhound racing in New South Wales. We'll catch you next week Simon
5: Can't wait for it boys Hooroo
1: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. That's Kia.
0: This is Sports Day. Yeah, it is.
3: Uh, Satsy and Jason here tonight. Jason tonight. Uh, by the way, if you're not doing anything, you're around the Brisbane Gold Coast area on Saturday from 11am to 1:30. We're broadcasting live from the brand new Sporting Globe. Yeah, at Logan, the old Sizzler at Hyperdome. There.
4: Can't wait to get up there.
3: Which will be nice. Mm. Nourish bowl for you,
4: kilo of meat plate for me. I will have copious amounts of wings, I know that. Will we? Yes. Why will we? Wings and pizza are my downfall.
3: So you will eat it? Yeah, absolutely.
4: I'll have a nourish bowl, but.
3: Be nice that uh, badge is not there now so we can actually get some. Mm. Uh, Sporting Globe, Logan's, grand opening this uh, Saturday. So uh, Matty Rogers, Sats and myself will be there. Uh, make sure you come and say hello. Uh, weather update, New Farm Australian through and through. you You're not coming, are you? Jack on. You've got something for your dad. Is no. your dad's 60th? Yes. Happy yeah. birthday to Jack's dad. Actually, same birthday as, um, as Beck Sattler. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Wow. Oh, there you go. Mm. Have you worked out what you're doing with Beck on the weekend to celebrate
4: a birthday? We always go to the movies. We're going to see. There's that new one called What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh. Mm. Looks good. Bollywood film. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah Bollywood yeah. film. Mm. You know what I said last night. Well, we might night? watch Top Gun Maverick again.
3: That gets her excited. Doesn't Fourth it?
4: time. Yeah.
3: Mm. They reckon if you're going on a date, take the girl to see an action movie. Don't go and see a rom com. Really? Action movie gets him excited. Gets the adrenaline going. Okay.
4: Well, then That's again, what say. <laughs> don't
3: he, think it'll be
5: like. Who that. is they? If he's watching the Bollywood movie in Australia, get up in the test. He'll be like, get
3: it. Yeah. Good it. good point. They don't kiss in Bollywood movies, do they? Not allowed to. It's against their religion, isn't it?
5: Oh, it's not a strict Bollywood film. there's, there's Bollywood elements to it.
3: Oh right. She's I... very pretty, the Indian
4: girl on Maths.
3: Yeah, she is. Mm. Um I, listen, I was just gonna say, I may I made mention last night, and I do apologize to my wife that I said I don't really celebrate Valentine's Day. I said, to her, let's go out for dinner Saturday night. You and I will go down to Brodie, go to a nice restaurant, maybe go across the CAS, have a punt, you know, gamble responsibly. And she said, why? Why are we going? I said, oh, what's the reason? What's the occasion? And I go, well, what about Valentine's Day? She goes, you don't believe in it. So it's not happening. Mm. She's called you to tell you. (laughs) I think she is ringing. Uh, Weather, New Farm, Australian through and three. We're listening in Moree on 2VM, home of the Moree Bores. Moree
4: Boomerangs for a lot of years was a famous club out there. Were they? You and McGrady, the McGrady family. They're, more, they're from Maury, Maury Boomerangs. There
3: yeah. You go. Uh, for your Thursday, partly cloudy day with a top of 29, high chance of showers and a low of 20 overnight. Um, New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. What are you waiting for, Jack? I just want to put it
5: out there. Mm-hmm. Not a single mention of football this show. So you're welcome, boys.
3: Thank you. Well, there's too much going on. We haven't even talked about this, this magic moment that happened today in the NBA. Looking for James. He's got it. Coming to the end of the third quarter. LeBron James, has shot at history. And there it is! LeBron stands alone! Yeah, he became the highest scorer ever in NBA history.
4: Just over 38,000 from... Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, of course, is one of the greatest players of all time. Back in 1984, he retired. So it's taken nearly 40 years to, to beat that record. And um, what, he scored about 34, 36 points today. Yep. And in the 20 years that he's played, he's averaged 20 points. Doesn't sound like much, but to no. do it consistently over 20 years, it's amazing.
3: Uh, there was a lot of fanfare and all that sort of stuff, but it's American. They stopped the game to celebrate it. It was incredible. Uh, well done to Josh Giddey's Oklahoma City. They beat the Lakers today mm. in that game by three points. So, well done, Josh. On
0: Sports Day, it's time for the last laugh with Scott Satler. I can't believe I just wandered in. I, he's
4: coming right in. He's going to do a set after me. The stage is yours, Sats. 183 just said, hey, boys, great tip in the first one there. It went, when he, it uh, got up, but unfortunately the race was already run. Yeah, we're
3: getting the tip just as it was. Yeah, it, paid
4: that, $5. He
3: gave the numbers and then went, they jumped. So, yeah.
4: Now listen, um, it's been a concerning well it's been a concerning couple of years, but we've just talked about my brother-in-law, he's uh, he's had an he's had an addiction for a number of years. He's he's addicted tokey to oh. pokey, and it has been a rough couple of years, but he's turned himself around. <laughs>
3: oh no. No, that's <laughs> been done before. No, that's good. you. No, it's been done bad. before. No, that's good. It has. No, it hasn't. And Jack, you're just laughing because <laughs> no, you No, that's four. No, don't be don't no, be that's sour crap. Mate. Choose oh. Termidor, Australia's most trusted termite treatment. They bring you the last blast, not the last laugh. I don't like it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. You're a suck jack. Goodbye!